What's up, Rudy fans? Hey, still dancing. At it again. <laughs> oh, y'all, the beat. It's I just, so good. I never get over it. Do y'all ever get over it? No. It's, it's just that good. Every single time, some of Every. our friends sent us a video of them dancing to it in the car. <laughs> it made my day. I'm so glad other it's people so enjoy cute. that beat. Mm. Have y'all uh, noticed the weather changing outside? Yeah, I want to do a PSA and just let y'all know oh. fall is on its don't, way. Don't say it. Oh, Quickly. my God. It got dark at... It was getting dark seven something no. yesterday. I was like, wanting to go for my walk. I'm so used to waiting till like seven forty. I know, man. Wow, it's crazy. But uh, the fall, the fall drip is really about to be brazy. On oh, y'all, y'all not so. ready? I've been preparing <laughs> since March. I just bought some more new sneakers this past oh. week. So yeah, I'm gonna have to send you this website that Please I discovered. Fire. But anyway, y'all, uh, <laughs> welcome to the Rooted Life Podcast, where we believe in worship and witness, because the more we know God, the better we reflect him. And here, you know, we keep it real with y'all. We always spilling the tea and also trying to give y'all practical ways to strengthen our faith. So, Mo, go ahead and kick us off with the glows and grows. Well, last week I was inspired by you waking up to work out at 6 a.m. Wow. I'm not working out that early, obviously, <laughs> nor am I it's waking fine. up that early, but... I was like, okay, 7 a.m., sis, you can wake up at 7. Yeah. It's great. We'll move the quiet time from the evening when you be half asleep to 7 a.m. And then you'll have an hour to read and, and do yoga. <clears throat> it happened once. It happened once. And I overslept <laughs> the other four days by like an hour. <laughs> it was just too much. So 7 a.m. was ambitious. So I'm going to try 7.30 this week, get to bed earlier so I could just spend more quiet time with God in the morning and just, mm-hmm. just switching it up. So that's my grow is like I need to be more consistent with this new habit of waking up earlier so I can get more done. Uh, the glow is this week I said no to five things. Okay. Five things. That's to leading it's, it's huge. I love saying yes. <laughs> to leading <laughs> stuff at church, to hanging out with friends, mentoring everything. I was like, you know what? This week I'm going to show up for myself. Like okay. I love showing up for people. I love leading at church. But I need to step, take a step back and not wear myself in. Mm-hmm. And so I took some time to rest and I'm I'm proud of myself. Look at that. Mm-hmm. That is very self-aware. And I think that more people need to be able to just say, you know what? I can't. I can't Mm-mm. do it. I can't do everything. So And you don't owe them that. explanation for why you can't. You really don't. That's just, just taking care of yourself. Uh, nope, sorry, not able to make it, not able to do it, can't show up. Thanks so much. Yeah. Think of me next let me, time. Yep, next time <laughs> let me know. Easy. I, that's my favorite phrase. Oh my gosh, thanks so much for thinking of me. Please keep me in consideration for next time. <laughs> Bye. Yeah. Okay. Um, Grows and glows, sis. Yeah, so my grow, Um. you know, I'm just late to everything. Let's just like call mm-hmm. a spade a spade and I am the ace of spades. Like <laughs> I am always late and, and I really be trying y'all. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, but I'm just always late and I'm, I'm like, I have got to be a little bit better about this. Um, so yeah, I don't actually have the the I don't have the steps that I'm going to take. I okay. just know that I need to fix it. I'm gonna start by um, at least trying to show up to all of my meetings on time. And I'm like a girl, you be late to meetings? I mean, yeah, but by like two minutes. Like it's not crazy, but it, it still crazy. is kind of like okay, though. I don't know. People have a lot more <laughs> grace because of quarantine but I think maybe I've been taking advantage of it so anyway I'm gonna work on that this week um but my glow is that I just think that I have become a lot more Mm self-aware and I'm really proud of myself for that because 
I am master attitude girl. Like just quick to catch an attitude <laughs> off of because, but I'm, I'll catch an attitude because you got an attitude. <laughs> but like what I have learned is that that's really just kind of rooted mm. in my pride. Cause I'm like, why are you not treating me nice? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm not giving somebody else room to be mm-hmm. like, I didn't have a good day or this thing is going on. And so I catch an attitude back. And then it's like, now we both send an attitude, but nothing's even really wrong with me. I just got an attitude because you, you got, got an attitude. attitude. So I Ooh. have just loved that. Like I've grown in a lot of my relationships to where, and we've talked about this before, um, when you can recognize when something's going on with someone else and you can respond to that in compassion and Mm -hmm. kindness instead of catching an attitude. So yeah, that's me, girl. Love it. (laughs) Well, before we go ahead and recap the last episode, I just want to say that what I love about what we've done this season is that we're not just providing tips on how to do friendships or relationships differently. We're actually diving into how we've got it wrong and misconceptions and Mm -hmm. myths. And I think that really helps people have more of an understanding, which is exactly what we did last episode of talking about friends (laughs) of the opposite sex. We talked about what happens when we fail to self evaluate, mm-hmm. communicate, and set boundaries and all the consequences associated. And we talked about the benefits of having friends of the opposite sex. And mm-hmm. we also gave some practical tips. So I thought it was a very rich, we love that word, rich episode. <laughs> so rich. <laughs> no, that really was a good episode. And a lot of people texted us and screenshot it and was like, yo, you're reading me, mm. which is great because as I tell all my friends, I'm like, well, the Holy Spirit read me first and yeah. I just like passed it along to you. Yeah. So really, this is a courtesy. I'm looking out. <laughs> is that what you tell yourself I'm looking out for y'all <laughs> so we are jumping into singleness mm, mm. Mm, mm. I think it's only fitting if we're going to talk about relationships like we got to talk about where we're sitting mm. and we are sitting in the beautiful mm. season mm. of singleness mm. and I smile when I say that because you know two years ago Six months ago, maybe even an hour ago. I don't know if I would have used the word beautiful, but when I zoom out and think about the full season and it's like total offering of what it is, I'm like, oh, this is a really beautiful thing. Um, And one thing that I think is important that impacts how you view singleness is so many things in society Mm -hmm. are driving how we view this particular season. And there's a lot of different factors, conscious and subconscious that affect our view. But I think one of the biggest ones is that like society kind of determines what is normal for us. Tell us. Based off of media, based off of what we see. I mean, literally everything begins to shape like, oh, this is normal, which means anything that doesn't fall into that is Mm -hmm. weird or problematic or different. And specifically like in media, we get this in the traditional sense like a man tends to be more successful not only just with like power and wealth but also if he has a woman by his side Mm -hmm. if he is a husband if he's leading a family and the same for women like we tend to be most validated in society if we have the roles of mother or Mm -hmm. wife and I think over time this allows us to be to begin to see like oh if I don't have that then something is wrong with me yeah and it starts so young that's the crazy part like the Disney princess stories Mm -hmm. and giving baby baby dolls, two babies, and just all kinds of strange things that begin to make us think like, it's weird to be by myself. Mm, I think even beyond what we're learning in society, we also get the same messaging in our families mm. and also in church. Uh, I think that like a lot of us get so much direct pressure <laughs> from our parents, our grandparents, older people in our family. You know, in the black community, you go to a family reunion, holiday time. It's prime time. It's prime real estate for family members to start imposing questions they have no business asking you, honestly, no about your dating and relationship life. So why are you not married yet? You ain't got a <laughs> man you don't want a man when you gonna have kids it's like why are you asking me all these sensitive questions get off my back but even more we see it in church and in, in christian communities it's almost like 
if you're single, you're doing something wrong. Like mm. you have the scarlet letter and that if people are married, it's because they've been rewarded for some kind of good or faithful behavior. And like, there's a hierarchy, like God has blessed them because they've Ooh. done something and you're single because you haven't done whatever it is that you need to do to get married. Ooh, That's not Morgan. biblical. Morgan, Morgan. Y'all show me where that is in the Bible. DM us if you can find it. Cause mm. I ain't seen it yet. And so I think that like, I'm not saying we shouldn't celebrate marriages. Like th that's, they're beautiful. Like God wants people, if that's what he's called them to do, to be married mm -hmm. so that they can continue to use their marriage as a ministry um, to, to show people his love and his light. But there's a difference between appreciation and idolization. Mm -hmm. And we're going to get into that later. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's so good. I mean, I think another factor that impacts our view of singleness is biology. Like, And I'm speaking specifically to women in, in this uh, particular one, but there's a lot of science around childbearing and different factors mm -hmm. to consider you know fertility and psychology and menopause like there's a lot of real things that can impact the desire for motherhood and if that desire is something that you have to the point where it is shaping your identity you feel like who you are is wrapped up in the ability to be a mother mm. then it's really easy to see singleness as just another thing holding you back from one of your biggest dreams mm. well this actually is a great segue to my next point comparison mm. Oh, Lord, social media. I mean, I'll be the first to admit social media has brought me to tears. Ask my best friend, Dorian, how many times I've Shout caught her out. upset, crying because there's happy people online. But I forget, like, social media is literally just a snapshot. Mm, it's a on. glimpse in time. It is not the full picture. It is not 100% reflective of someone's real life or their relationship. Right. And I think, you know, the trap of comparison is so insidious and so easy to fall into. Mm -hmm. And then when you fall into that trap, you believe two lies. I think the first lie you believe is that God is blessing everyone with the one thing that you want, <laughs> which is not true. Yeah. And the second lie is that God is withholding a good thing from you, which we know by his word is also just not a lie. True. Yeah. It's not true. Mm, that's so good. And I, I think the, the biggest thing, too, I won't even say biggest, but the thing that kind of throws a wrench in all of these societal factors is like we also were designed for yeah, intimate relationship. We like God knew that we would need fellowship with one another, which is why he said it's not good for man to be alone. However, the romantic relationships in our lives are not the only way to feel that desire mm -hmm. for intimate relationship. And we know this now that's biblical. We know that based off mm -hmm. of Jesus's teaching in Matthew 19 where he talks about some people are completely fulfilled in life through their family relationships and their friendships. And mm -hmm. they actually have minimal desire for romantic relationships. Mm -hmm. We can look at Paul, we can look at Jesus, and we know that they did not lack in any way mm -mm. as it relates to being able to have a full, complete life. And so, yes, we were designed for intimate relationships. And yes, we may even desire romantic relationships. And I think on top of that, God wants us to be able to acknowledge that desire yeah. without letting it be the focal point of our lives mm -hmm. that's the biggest thing Ooh. we cannot put all of our focus on romantic relationship because that moves Jesus out of the center mm -hmm. and when he's out of the center then singleness is always going to be a curse more than it is a blessing I just got goosebumps <sighs> that's so good and honestly anything that sits on the throne of our heart in the place of Jesus is ultimately going to be a problem because it steals all of our affection and all of our attention off of the thing that we were created to do, which yeah. is to know Jesus and make him known. Mm -hmm. And so I think in order to break free from those societal uh, norms and all these barriers, we really have to reframe our perspective and, yeah. and recognize that there is so much potential. There's so many benefits and opportunities. And I think at the beginning of the singleness uh, season, I didn't believe any of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 okay, okay. Opportunities, that's cool. Like, okay, whatever. Bring me the man, God. <laughs> like, 
Okay, cool. Bring me the man. Great. It's a gift. Can yeah. I open it? Yeah. Like, let me just. <laughs> Can I and just open I just it? feel like the last two years, he's like, no, I need you to really see how good I am. Mm. And so I think he's provided the opportunity for me to really um, learn about myself. Mm-hmm. And so we get the opportunity to learn within. And I, I love that he's given us this single season where we really get to focus all of our time, our attention, our resources into our relationship with God. Like, yeah. it really gives you the space to learn about him, mm-hmm. learn about his desires, his word, and you get uninterrupted time to get to know the creator of the universe. Wow. What a gift that is. Mm-hmm. And I think secondly, when it comes to learning within, it gives us undivided time to focus on ourselves. Mm. And like you, like we've talked about in the past, like we've had a habit of maybe being codependent or, or trying to be what the other person needed us to be. And like in singleness, we don't have to worry about becoming what we think the other person desires us to be. Mm-hmm. We're not consumed with all of their needs and desires and pleasing them. We get space to kind of be selfish and be like, what, what, do, what do I want? What do I need? What are my real desires? What are my preferences, my non-negotiable? And it gives you the space to really get to know yourself truly. Yeah. I think something that you said just reminded me of like the one person that we do get to focus on being all that they want us to be is God. And if we believe that everything that comes from God, like everything that comes from him flows freely and is good and perfect, that means that like I know that he is shaping me to be good and perfect in his eyes. You know what I mean? And so I'm able to then fully commit to, yeah, I can be everything that you have created me to be, which is completely different. Like that just takes you to a whole different level. Mm -hmm. So good. Um, and, And in addition to that learning, within it's like we have to balance that with learning outside of ourselves Mm -hmm. there are so many different resources available from people who actually study and have walked through where we desire to be so as single people like we ain't we're not experts in relationships and so I don't know why we try to get into them with little to no practical knowledge I mean honestly that's likely the reason why I have failed at them so many times is because I didn't even I wasn't even trying to use some of the different resources out here well I want to add something right there it's so interesting that we would not take um we wouldn't take a practical route in relationships when we'll do with everything else like if I want a new job Mm -hmm. I research if Mm -hmm. I have a job interview I prepare I want to move into a new apartment I'm learning so it's like why don't we why do we make the assumption that just because Mm -hmm. we were designed for relationships that somehow I'm an expert when in every other area of my life I look for practical information yep to guide my life. It's mm. just astounding that I would ever think that I would be a pro in relationships. That is so good. And in order to move closer, at least to being a pro versus being a complete like novice and not knowing anything, I think there's two things we can do. The first thing is learning from others. Like yeah. when you think about it, there's always something you wish you knew before you started something mm. new. And that is true in relationships as well and so I loved even when you told me that you were having coffee dates with other like married (laughs) women from the church because you wanted to just sit learn from them to gain wisdom for a season that you're not yet in Mm -mm. but knowing that like there's something that I can pull from this that I'll be able to use later on like that's so practical Mm -hmm. and I think the second thing is just learning by reading and studying and looking at teachings like do some work the same way you would do work for anything else Mm -hmm. like you said I have found myself absorbing so much content on healthy romantic relationships that I feel like I'm now able to balance what I have found in the Bible as well as like what I have learned from Dr. Darius about like the emotional attachments and like Mm -hmm. from Pastor Gary in his book about the different biologies behind relationships. There's just so much good stuff out of there. So singleness just offers you the huge benefit of learning both the practical and like the biblical ways to healthy and whole relationships. Yes. 
Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) And when we reframe how we look at singleness, like you said, like we can see that there are benefits and opportunities. And I think for us, singleness has really given us a chance to learn more about who we are, who God is, his intentions behind relationships. And we've got to learn what our purpose is. And Mm. so in this season of singleness, what is something God has shown you about yourself? So I feel like God has really shown me... uh, some ugly parts of my personality, which is real, but I'm, they're helpful, you Mm -hmm. know? And I think there are parts of my personality that I've learned if they're not submitted to him, that they're dangerous and really Mm. destructive. And the one part is that I have addictive personality, you know, Mm. I'm gonna call it like it is. And when I really like something, particularly someone, I (laughs) will get obsessive and I'm jumping in heart first a lot of times, which means Mm. like I'm fully committed to the cause because I'm riding on this emotional high. Mm. Um, And I think that this is a great thing when I'm directing that towards something that is benefiting my Mm -hmm. life, um, like the podcast or like working out or, you know, volunteering. But I think that when it comes to a relationship, a lot of times I would fail to use wisdom and that would allow me to be easily influenced in the relationship or Mm -hmm. I would find myself changing because I so badly want to be connected to or in the presence of that person. Mm. And that has been probably the biggest learning that I've had in my single season because it has helped me understand the past and why so many relationships have failed. Mm -hmm. But it also gives me really key information for the future because now I have the ability to be able to use wisdom to know, okay, God, if I like someone or I'm getting into dating, like I know where to invite him in specifically to Mm -hmm. not fall back into that trap. Ooh, and I love it because wisdom is applied knowledge. So I love that he's (laughs) giving you the season to to gather that information so that one day you actually can apply it. Mm-hmm. 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 Okay. So for me, kind of similar, he's just shown some really deep places that need to be healed. And specifically, he's just shown me how like my coping mechanisms in the past to deal with life's difficulties, just like charge through them. Don't wait, don't survey the damage. And honestly, like I've rushed on from every experience, relationship, trauma, always hopping from one thing to the next, looking for the next great thing. And mm. I just haven't taken the proper time to just like stop sit still, reflect, and truly heal. And I think that, you know, my last relationship ended over two years ago and God recently showed me like, this is why you've been single because I I needed to slow you down and give you time to truly process and heal. Not for a relationship, not for a man, but like, He'll say you can be the best that I've called you to be. And so you can be better equipped for your calling. That's it, though. Not being healed for the sake of a relationship. Mm -mm. I think that's where we trip up sometimes. We're like, yeah, Lord, heal me from this last thing just so I can get into my next Mm -hmm. thing. But the entire point of this whole episode is like, no, it's not just for the next thing. Mm -mm. Like we get healed and delivered for ourselves so that we are better equipped to do God's work. Period. (laughs) That's it. Period. I think just adding on to that, he's just shown, he just, I feel like single season is just a mirror. I feel like I'm just walking around with a mirror and he's like, no, that's you. Those are your dysfunctional patterns. <laughs> yep. That's your attitude. That's your pride. And he's just showing me places in my heart. I mean, this season, my, my prayer has been, you know, like in Psalm, like search my heart. And he's like, oh, oh, you want to search baby girl? And so I thought search was obviously going to be more easy. Real I didn't cute. know he's going to like dig into old rooms. And I was like, I didn't know that was there. <laughs> old places in my heart. And so he's just showing me just how my own pride, my own attitude has been more of a problem in previous situations and relationships than I have actually taken accountability for. Mm. And so I feel like in this single season, he's walking me through my own dysfunction and he's healing me in the process. The the way that God reveals to us or exposes so that he then can heal mm-hmm. has always tripped me up because I always thought that just by keeping things covered, he would heal it. Yeah. But like Pastor Mike says, like Come I on. can't heal who you pretend to be. Mm-mm. When you acting like you're good, I can't 
can't heal that because since since you're appearing to be good, there's nothing for me to do here. Mm. It's not until you finally pull those covers back and say, I don't got it. <laughs> I don't got, I don't it, got it. it. That he can come in. That's so good. And, and to that point, I think God in our season of singleness has been able to reveal so much more about who he yeah. is. And so what do you feel like you've learned about just who God is in your life? I feel like I'm kind of a broken record with this point because I feel like I bring it up every chance I get. But he's just shown me the depth of his love for me. I mean, mm. through showing me all of my many, many issues, he's showing me like how deep his, his love is for me and how far he's willing to go to prove his love for me. And I want to pause right there and say that we talk about God proving things. Let's just pause and think about how crazy that is that the God of the entire universe who created the stars, who tells the sun when to come up. Mm. He cares about proving his love and his and his care for one human out of billions that he's so ever one. created. That's incredible. That is so incredible to sit with. And I just think that like even knowing my deepest, darkest secrets, knowing the depths of me deeper than I know myself didn't cause him to run in disgust and judgment. But like you said, my brokenness actually attracted more of his light and his love. And mm. so I'm just seeing like his love is so unconditional. And even when I have one of my singleness crises where I'm calling Dorian and I'm over here <laughs> reading Psalms, fussing and crying and expressing my disappointment, he he just responds with kindness yeah. every time and patience mm-hmm. and love. And as I just continue to try to wrap my head around his love for me, I just desire his more, I just desire him more. And mm-hmm. I think this season, this is the first time I can say, like, I actually desire him more than anything else. Mm. Like, I desire just his presence more than his activity and what he can do for me. So even more than I want a husband and, and kids and all these things, like, I literally, I just want him. Mm. Nothing more. Nothing else. I just I want just him. Want yes, Carrie. Oh, that's the jam. <laughs> it really is. I just want you. Okay, what about you? Um, I mean, I think in building off of what he's shown me about myself and the whole thing with addictive personality, he has shown me how he's the solution to that Ooh, problem. That's good. And I think the best lesson he's taught me is that I can be fully satisfied in him. Yep. And I think I was one of those people who, in, when I mentioned earlier, would look at romantic desire and think this is a part that God can't feel or Ooh. he can only feel with another person. And he's shown me that that's not the case. And so my word in my single season is satisfied. I continue mm-hmm. to remind myself every time I want to have this breakdown moment, I just say like, but Dorian, be satisfied in him. Mm-hmm. And y'all know I love Mexican food, so I'm yeah, going to make this know. little comparison for y'all. So when I go to my family, favorite spot in DC, La Puerta Verde. Shout out to y'all. Um, <laughs> when I go there and I tell them what I'm hungry for, they deliver to me exactly what I ordered. Like Baja fish tacos, carnitas, and chicken. Like those are my favorite, little chips and salsa, agua fuerte. Like that's my order, okay? <laughs> and after I finish eating, I'm full. I'm so full that when mm. someone hits me up and says like, hey, you want to go get some food? I'm like, nah, I'm good. But I'm not saying it reluctantly, like secretly yeah. wishing that I could still go or feeling that I'm losing out because I'm not going. I am truly satisfied. Mm. And that's really how I believe that God desires for us to go through life, not just with romantic relationships, but mm-hmm. in every aspect to be so full off of him that we never feel like we're missing out on something else just mm. because we don't have what we see others with. And I think that he's really just shown me that he is big enough to be whatever it is I need. When I come and sit at his feet and I place my order, Lord, I need peace. I need Mm. comfort. I need intimacy. I need companionship. Mm. God's like, great. I can deliver on that. Ooh, 
reminds me of Moses. Mm. He's like, who should I say sent me? The great I am. Come like on. literally everything you need him to be that you desire, like he is that. And I think that not only has he taught us about who we are and who he is, singleness has also given us a space and time to learn his intent behind romantic relationships. Mm. So like we said, we've been single for a little minute, you know, over two years. What's up? Two years. So what's something that he's taught you about um, how he's designed romantic relationships? Oh, there's there's a lot of lessons there. Mm, okay, tell us. There's a lot of things that we see out here. People in relationships and they in marriages, but are they whole? Mm. So I think what I've learned about that is a friend once said to me, marriage is about holiness more than happiness. And I think that line on its own, like, is a mic drop. It speaks mm, so many mm. volumes. But I think what God has revealed even deeper to me is that everything he does is intentional and purposeful. Yeah. Therefore, relationships are not exempt from that design. Nope. So if everything he does is for his glory, then the purpose for relationships, particularly the covenant of marriage, is to, to bring him glory. Mm-hmm. Relationships are not to serve us, but they're to serve God. And yeah. I think that... Our enjoyment is a byproduct of them. Mm-hmm. And really, I think it's just because God's so good and kind right. that it's a courtesy of his. But that is not their priority intent. Mm-hmm. And I, I heard somewhere else that like God will determine if your individual purpose requires a partner. Mm, so now, good. and I thought about that and I was like, okay, so some people will further the gospel with a partner because marriage is a form of ministry. Mm-hmm. And I think that learning has just completely challenged me to rebuild my perspective of marriage and I was realizing honestly that my perspective was shaped more by some of those factors we talked about earlier than I really thought and I think I wonder if we should be spending more time praying about our purpose Um, because I think a lot of us like send me somebody send me somebody but it's like yeah but also God reveals to me what my purpose is so when you do send somebody we can be running for you with a clear goal in Mm -hmm. mind Mm -hmm. otherwise we're going to be looking around confused and You know, I honestly, my uh, takeaway is similar. Big surprise that he designed relationships with him at the center. I remember in elementary school, they set up a a tether ball, like a little pole with the little, you know, Mm -hmm. string ball. And God just brought that back to my memory preparing for this that like, um, that's what he wants uh, my life to be, that no matter where I go, uh, how far I stray or move, no matter who I touch or connect with at the end, my whole life revolves around him. It Mm. centers on him. It comes back to him. And Mm -hmm. I think that if we live our lives or we live our relationship centered on us and our feelings and our preferences, we miss the whole point. And so like you said, relationships are not just designed for our purpose. They're designed to give God glory and point people back to him. And I feel like I'm learning that every relationship has the potential to give God glory. And my prayer is that no matter what relationship he has me in with work or friends or colleagues or even marriage, like I want everything in my life to be a flashlight pointing people back to Christ. And Mm. honestly, I've come to a point where my desire for marriage centers more on pleasing God and doing his will rather than companionship. I think at the beginning of my singleness, I was like, I just want to watch movies with somebody and (laughs) hold hands Mm -hmm. and kiss. And and yeah, I do desire those things. But now when I think about being with somebody, I'm thinking about being on mission together. Mm -hmm. That is my, my number one visual is like, how can we run harder together for God? And yeah, those other things will come, but my entire life mission is to know God and to make him known. Mm, That is so good. I feel like I can really relate to that because in my spiritual maturity, like my criteria has shifted Mm. for what it is that I'm looking for in a relationship, number one, but then also in that person that yeah. would fill the spot, like the person that I choose, I need you to be able to help me be pushing closer to purpose, like to be yeah. moving forward towards that thing. Cause your purpose is either going to blossom or be buried based off of who you marry. Ooh, 
Because if two people are becoming one and we are not aligned in what we want to build our lives on and mm-hmm. what we want to chase after, then somebody's going to have to suppress something in their lives. Ooh. And I don't want that to have to be me. I want us to be on the same page, mm-hmm. running towards the same thing. So yep. with that said, like, what do you feel like God has revealed to you then about your purpose in this season? I think that honestly, I spent a lot of time running away from doing any kind of ministry and (laughs) ministry in the typical or traditional sense. And I think I've always just never wanted to be like that weird Christian girl. But I feel like in the singleness, I think he's made it clear that I'm supposed to eventually do full time ministry. Like, I don't know what that looks like or what it sounds like. And I think it's going to be very unconventional. Mm. However, he uh, plays that out. But I think that through the root of life, he's just given me. Uh, so many opportunities to see my own gifts and my calling and my own creativity and the, the leadership abilities that he's put in my mm. heart. And, and he's just shown me time and time again, like, yeah, I want to use you. Yeah, I know you kind of crazy and your story is wild <laughs> and crazy. you don't always listen. It, like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know all that, Morgan. Like, still, I want to use you. I desire to use you everywhere yes. I put you. I put you there because I trust you with those people. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he just revealed that my purpose, again, is not about me, not about my preference or comfortability. My purpose, again, is about knowing Jesus and making him known. And so I think that he's just shown me that he really wants to use me. And, and that's helped me reframe every season that I'm in. It's like, I want to be used here well mm. and not be waiting for the next big thing, the next job. Or No, no, no. You put me here to like help me to thrive well and serve you well here. Mm-hmm. That's so good. I, I think for me, like the ministry thing is huge. I, I think I've realized too, that like everyone is called to some form of ministry if they make themselves available to be used by God. Like he wants to use all of us. We are his hands and feet. Like Mm -hmm. he only becomes more known throughout the world by using us. Mm -hmm. So when we say, okay, God, how can you use me in this story to make you more known? Then he'll come up with a ministry Mm -hmm. for you, whether it's in you playing the piano, playing golf, mowing lawns, like he'll, he'll, make it work he'll create a ministry he will do it for you and so I think in all my free time with God in the last two years (laughs) like he's just planted new seeds and desires in my life that Mm. I was like dang you want me to do that like I either rooted life like this was birthed out of my season of singleness Mm -hmm. and had I not been so sensitive to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in this time who knows if this would have been built honestly because I would have been too busy laid up with my feet kicked up with some boo like let's be real (laughs) and I still don't know all that he wants to do with this but I think he He's given me a desire to teach, to encourage, and to connect believers mm. as they build more intimate relationships with God. So I'm excited to see how he uses this, you know? Yeah. It's going to be incredible. Yeah. So in closing, y'all, don't let societal norms or barriers prevent you from recognizing that singleness really is a beautiful gift from God. Yes. Its ultimate design is for your good and his glory. So if y'all are single, get with your friends or even in your quiet time, ask yourself what what God is revealing to you about who you are, who he is, and his intent behind relationships. And ask him about your purpose here on earth. Yeah. Y'all, more than anything, we want you to be encouraged and to know that you have two friends out here <laughs> walking the single walk with you. Okay. Yeah. Yes. All right, y'all. Quick reminder to get your coins together because the new merch is dropping this Friday and you may want to cop one of those new dad hats or those tie-dye tees. Like, that's all I'm saying. I'm trying to put y'all on game. (laughs) And while you're at it, be like AmK Cam and go ahead and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. She shared this week that the show is relevant, real, and practical and that it's literally everything we like to hear. Y'all, we built the whole podcast around those three points, so that's beautiful. (laughs) And y'all, do us a favor. Let us know what you think about this episode. Screenshot it, post 
post it, tag us at Rooted Life Podcast. And be sure to tune in to IG Live this week at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time mm-hmm. for our Tuesday talk with China Johnson of the Lux Life Podcast. Yes. As we talk more in depth about singleness and spill some more tea. Love it. All right, y'all. We love y'all. Stay rooted out here and we will see y'all next week.